You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You are listening to the Cricket Corner Podcast with me, Vatsal Vora. Welcome back to the Cricket Corner Podcast with me, Vatsal Vora. How's everyone doing? Has everyone recovered from that World Cup final defeat to Australia a couple of weeks back? Or are we still having a few nightmares here and there? This is the first episode since the World Cup final defeat. And yes... It was disappointing during the early stages, a day or two after losing the final, but the IPL news came out just a couple of days after the World Cup final, which makes made sure that everyone just put the World Cup final aside and started talking about the IPL because it was the retention season. And that's how things work in cricket. International cricket, include, including the franchise cricket and, and other leagues surrounding the game, they happen so quickly that there is no time to ponder, sit and dwell on what has happened in the past because it is such a fast-paced atmosphere in international cricket these days. As soon as the World Cup was over, within the next four or five days, India started the T20 series against the Australians at the time of recording this podcast. New Zealand are playing against Bangladesh in in a test match series, England are set to play against uh, against the West Indies in a limited overs series starting in a couple of days' time. And uh, Uganda have qualified for the T20 World Cup next year. So a lot of things have happened in the world of cricket. But specifically, we are here to talk about the big transfer that has happened in the world of IPL which was Hardik Pandya's move from the Gujarat Titans back to the Mumbai Indians. Yes, it has been a few days since the story broke out, but uh, I think a podcast or an episode on this was expected from my end because I really like talking about the IPL. Regular listeners of this podcast must know that and must be expecting an episode or two to come here and there. So, yeah, here it is, the big 15 crore deal and was it a trade deal a straight up cash deal involving Gujarat Titans and the Mumbai Indians which surrounds the transfer that of Hardik Pandya I think the deal would have been started a lot earlier than it broke out into the mainstream media I think these kind of discussions happen long long way back in the past, I think 
I I and don't quote me on this. I am not the not a reliable source when it comes to these matters. But I think these conversations, these negotiations, might have started even before the World Cup, and it might not have gotten leaked out or reported because it was the World Cup scenario, and there's no point talking about IPL when India trying to win the third World Cup title. But uh, I think as soon as India lost in that final against the Australians at Ahmedabad, I think the news started to break out that this kind of a deal is about to happen. And it was it was huge, not only because Hardik Pandya is such a vital player as far as Team India is concerned. And uh, in in the short history of Gujarat Titans as well, they, le- they led them he led them to their first ever title back in the 2022 Indian Premier League, which was also their first season of the Indian Premier League as a new franchise. So in in the grand scheme of things, this was always going to be a newsworthy story to cover. And so it was. But then the retention day came and went and we all saw that Mumbai Indians had retained, sorry, the Gujarat Titans had retained had retained Hardik Pandya and the Mumbai Indians had made no no announcement regarding the same. But the day after the retention deadline was over, there was still a window of trade up up until the mid up until the mid December point of time when there was the auction. I think the auction is on the 19th of December. I think you could still make a trade a week before the auction. So Yes, Gujarat Titans had retained Hardik Pandya, but it was always in in the back of the minds of many people that this is not the end of the story and you are going to see a lot more develop in the coming days and develop it did. I think the very next day the deal was made public. Hardik Pandya was all over the Mumbai Indians social media accounts saying how happy he is to be back where his IPL career and cricketing career in 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 general started and you you always knew that the lure of Mumbai Indians was so strong that if MI and the Ambani family came calling it would have been really difficult for a new franchise like Gujarat Titans to hold to to make sure that they hold their prized asset their captain their talismanic leader in a way but I think the lure of Mumbai Indians is so so strong that it made sure that Hardik Pandya went back to the Mumbai Indians for a deal of around 15 crores in the end. I think it was always going to happen, as I mentioned before. Mumbai Indians have a really, really strong connection with the players that they have, be it for a season, be it for a long term, for for many years of time in a long term future, like someone like Ishan Kishan, Jaspeet Bumrah have had, or be it for just one season where... Cameron Green seemed a little disappointed that he was the scapegoat who had to make way for for the uh, for the Mumbai Indians to re-sign Hardik Pandya. And we'll talk more about the the deal involving Cameron Green in just a moment. But uh, let's focus on the transfer that happened involving Hardik Pandya from the Gujarat Titans to the Mumbai Indians. Now, it's a really family-oriented kind of a franchise. There are 10 franchises in the Indian Premier League and each and every one of them has that unique selling point. You have 
the chennai super kings who adore mahendra singh dhoni the chepok crowd is all yellow when they play the royal challengers bangalore are one of the most passionate fans you will find in the indian premier league yes they have not had the success which that which the squad deserves in the end but uh, the bond between the chinnaswamy and the royal challengers bangalore is right up there as far as the ipl is concerned and the same goes for the mumbai indians mumbai indians you talk to a mi player beat someone like cameron green or jason berendorf or someone like chris jordan is in there who have played for the mumbai indians for a relative short period of time compared to the likes of ishan kishan and uh, rohit sharma and lot they'll always say that they enjoy playing for a team like mumbai indians because it's a family feeling the players love being there it's a happy atmosphere all around the one khede so i think that as a whole might have been a contributing factor in into making hardik pandya move back to the mumbai indians because don't forget it was the mumbai indians who signed both hardik pandya and his brother krunal pandya in the auction when they when the two pandya brothers from baroda were com- a complete unknown in the cricketing fraternity in india i think it was a 2015 auction when hardik pandya was first signed by the mumbai indians and it was a deal of just 10 lakh rupees and today after what 8 8 years 8 9 years he's going back to the mumbai indians for 15 crores now that is how big hardik pandya has become as a player there is so much difference in hardik pandya which left mumbai indians at the end of the 2021 ipl and the one who is rejoining them for the 2024 edition of the indian premier league the one that was uh, not retained back in the 2020 uh, ahead of the 2022 season was a very how shall i put it easy going hardik pandya it felt like from the outside that is not too serious about the game he is just a just a person who is enjoying the game not being too serious about the game and he is scoring runs he's taking a few wickets here and there there's always a injury concern surrounding him but the hardik pandya which is which they are signing after after two or three years now is a completely different person and a completely different player hardik pandya today is so mature he is now become and since becoming the captain of the gujarat titan he's escalated his game he's a people's captain players love playing for him you have seen the likes of rashid khan shubman gill david miller ridiman saha josh little and the lot flourish under the captaincy of hardik pandya and that and and not only him being a better person or a better better captain he's also become a better player he is now one of india's most important players heading into the 2024 world t20 yes he had a uh, injury in the midst of the cricket world cup but even before his injury he was such a solid performer that that performance against uh, the pakistan comes comes in my mind where he picked up two wickets Uh, so yes he has been exceptional and he is a completely different player now the question arises will mumbai indians appoint him captain from the get go because they still have rohit sharma in their ranks they have retained rohit sharma in my opinion personally i think hardik pandya is seen as a natural successor to rohit sharma not only in mumbai indians but in the grand scheme of thing it could be 
he could be the natural successor to rohit sharma in limited overs cricket as well he could very well be india's captain uh for the t20 side and the one day international side and i think mumbai indians are seeing hardik pandya from a very similar side as the bcci is they see him as a captain material and the one who is going to replace rohit sharma for the long term if you personally ask me i still see rohit sharma being the captain of the mumbai indians for the 2024 edition of the indian premier league but uh, if hardik pandya is appointed as the captain with uh, rohit sharma stepping down i won't be surprised but for me personally i think rohit sharma is, will remain captain for at least one more year let hardik pandya gel back into the mumbai indians setup and then give him the captaincy for the 2025 edition of the indian premier league we have seen and for me personally i am not too shocked that the mumbai indians have paid hefty money to get a star player back into their squad because we have seen this happen in the past as well ahead of the 2022 ipl there was this big auction they could only retain four players and they went with rohit sharma surya kumar yadav jaspreet bumrah and someone else i'm not able to recollect who that was but they had to re- retain these three indian players which meant that there was no place for ishan kishan and hardik pandya now hardik pandya was selected by the gujarat titans even before the auction so he was gone he was the captain of the gujarat titans which left ishan kishan without uh, without a contract and mumbai indians went in hard for him i i remember mumbai indians paid huge money in that auction ahead of the 2022 ipl i think what what was the fee it was like 15.25 crores if i am not wrong which which shows how much mumbai indians want their core players in the team and they're going and they're willing to go willing to go at lens to get their main players back ishan kishan for 15 crores shows how desperately they wanted him back and the way in which that bidding war was happening the mumbai indians camp were, were not letting that paddle go down because they knew how important Ishan Kishan is not only as a player but as someone who understands the Mumbai Indians culture who understands the way how things work uh, in the MI camp and that's a, that is a very similar situation that has happened with Hardik Pandya as well they know how important he is he, they know that he understands the Mumbai Indians culture around they know how important he is they know how good of a player he has become since he left the franchise 3 years ago and and it is only right that they have to had to pay 15 crores to get him but in the end hardik pandya again is a mumbai indians player now we briefly touched upon cameron green and sadly for cameron green it was he who had to make way not only to find a place for hardik pandya in the starting 11 but, but to also make up for the the 15 crores which the mumbai indians were going to pay the gujarat titans for hardik pandya so they need to recuperate a bit of money and unfortunately they had to trade cameron green to the royal challengers bangalore now mumbai indians did make a profit out of this deal because they signed hardik pandya from gujarat titans for 15 crores they let and then they let Cameron Green leave to go and join the Royal Challengers of Bangalore for 17 and a half crores so they have actually made 
a 2.5 crore profit by signing a very similar player to that of Cameron Green but he's an Indian so he doesn't take away the overseas player slot in the starting 11 which you are only allowed four of so now you have a very similar player to that of Cameron Green who can bat in a very similar in a very similar position in the batting order and it can also give you three or four overs depending on the conditions and I think that's a win condition for the Mumbai Indians now sadly for Cameron Green he has to go and play for the Royal Challengers Bangalore Yes, they are a really, really good side and we are going to brush upon both the MI and the Royal Challengers Bangalore side in just a moment. But I think Cameron Green could be a really, really good player for 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 RCB. Now, before we talk about RCB and Cameron Green, let's go back and talk about how the Mumbai Indians batting lineup would look like now that they have Hardik Pandya in the middle order. And... They have got such a good core of Indian batsmen. They have got that the top six is the envy of the Indian Premier League, if you personally ask me, because they are so good, such a good Indian core. You add Jasprit Bumrah to through the ranks, they've got seven great, great Indian players, and they can pick any four overseas player that they want now here here is the Mumbai Indians batting lineup which I personally feel should be uh, ahead of the 2024 IPL season and here it goes Rohit Sharma and Ishan Kishan to open the innings Surya Kumar Yadav at number three Hardik Pandya at number four Tilak Verma at five and Nehal Vadera at number six that is outstanding because we have seen it in the in the last season of the Indian Premier League earlier in this year, that both Tilak Verma and Neil Vadera down the uh, in the in the lower middle order can give you some quick fire runs towards the end of the season. Neil Vadera left-handed batsman, Tilak Verma left-handed batsman are just out of this world. And then you always have Jasprit Bumrah as your bowler towards the end as well. There you have got uh, you have got Madhwal as well, who had a great season in the 2023 IPL. So. So the, it, it all feels like they have a really, really good squad and Hardik Pandya just elevated them a notch and it's just beautiful to see how good the Mumbai Indians team looks now with Hardik Pandya in their ranks. It is, however, worth mentioning that it is not only the Mumbai Indians who have got a good top six. I think the inclusion of Cameron Green in the squad, which... It has also given RCB a really, really good top six heading into the 2024 IPL. However, unlike the Mumbai Indians, the RCB's franchise will be dependent on overseas player in their top six. For a team like Mumbai Indians, that all all six of their batsmen, the top six batsmen were Indians. But as far as the RCB team is concerned, they have had they have three. Indians and three overseas players but I think the RCB top six could be better on a given day compared to the Mumbai Indians now they have Cameron Green and their top six would look something along these lines uh, Faf Duplessis and Virat Kohli as openers then you have Cameron Green at three Rajat Patidar at four Glenn Maxwell at five and Dinesh Karthik at six. Yes, Dinesh Karthik hasn't had the best IPL last time around, but he's still quality. I think he still has gotten a year or two left in him as far as the IPL is concerned. And based on the situation which 
uh, which shows in front of the RCB team. They can crop and change their batting lineup accordingly. Yes, you can have Faf and Kohli as openers, but if you want, even someone like Cameron Green can go up there and open the innings. But let's keep Faf Duplessis and Virat Kohli as openers. Cameron Green can bat at number three, so can someone like Glenn Maxwell. But if you assume that Cameron Green would come in at number three, like he did for the Mumbai Indians in the 2023 IPL, I think Maxwell would be at number four or five. Now, let's say Maxwell walks out to bat with fifth. Let's say, sorry, let's say the Royal Challengers Bangalore lose the second wicket at 15 over mark then you can send in someone like Glenn Maxwell up the order or let's say they lose their second wicket at 7th over mark then you can bring in someone like Rajat Bhatidar up the order because he's going to be fit and ready for the 2024 IPL if there is no other injury concerns from now until the end of March so you can send him up the order then make sure you have some uh, power hitters like Maxwell and Dinesh Karthik towards the back end of your back end of your innings so I think Royal Challengers Bangalore also have a great, 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 great top six. Now, similar to Mumbai Indians, Royal Challengers Bangalore also have a few bowling options in the top six. As far as the Mumbai Indian side is concerned, they have Hardik Pandya, they have Tilak Verma who can give you in give you a few overs here and there so not only is your top six really good with the bat they can also offer you six or seven overs at least five overs so that is really really handy which allows you to pack in a really strong bowling unit after the top six even Nehal Vadera can bowl I think it didn't bowl in the 2023 edition of the Indian Premier League but I am pretty sure that he can bowl if required and Similar to the Mumbai Indians, RCB can say pretty much the same. Cameron Green can give you two to three overs. Maxwell is pretty much a four overs bowler if you want want him to be because he. there were a few matches in the World Cup where he bowled his full quota of 10 overs. Yes, that was, the one, that was a one-day international and this is a T20, but if required, Maxwell can also give you a couple of overs here and there. So... Both MI and RCB have a top six which can give them five overs, six overs or better on any given day. Now the problem between between the Mumbai Indians and the Royal Challengers Bangalore is that as we mentioned, Mumbai Indians still have Jasprit Bumrah and in a very similar kind of a situation, RCB also have a top Indian bowler in the form of Mohamed Siraj similar to how Jaspeed Bumrah is for the Mumbai Indians. But uh, I think the RCB franchise has to go in heavy to get bowlers because they have released some really, really crucial bowlers. They released David Willey. David Willey is not there. Josh Hazelwood has been released. Vanindu Hasaranga has been released as well. So they will be looking to sign not only fast bowlers, but spinners heading into the December auction. Yes, RCB still have the likes of Reese Topley and Will Jacks in their team. But if you are playing Cameron Green, Maxwell and Faf Duplessis, you can only play one additional overseas player at any given point or in, at, at any given game. So if that, if that slot goes to someone like Reese Topley or Will Jacks, then you have to heavily rely on Indian bowling core. They also have let go of uh, Harshal Patel. So I think 
RCB would be looking to, I think the priority as far as the RCB side is that they should be looking for good Indian spinners and seamers because you already have someone like Reese Topley in the squad. Yes, Reese Topley is so injury prone. Poor chap is just a match or two away from a big niggle. But um, I think assuming Reese Topley would be fit, I think you should go go with him because he has shown it that he can do it in the Indian conditions. We saw it in the uh, World Cup before his injury that he is a really, really good bowler in the subcontinent. So I think if fit, go with Reese Topley. But then you have to pay a huge price if you want an Indian spinner and a fast bowler but that is something RCB have to do. What does it mean for the Gujarat Titans? We talked about Mumbai Indians since they have now gotten Hardik Pandya. We talked heavily about the RCB side because they got Cameron Green out of all these uh, transfer dealings. Gujarat Titans are losing their captain. Now they have already announced their new captain. They didn't waste any time in putting Shubman Gill as a captain. But I think the question which arises in everyone's mind is, is it too early for someone like Shubman Gill to take up captaincy? Or I think, or is it a wide decision to make him ready for for the future, not only for the franchise, but for the Indian cricket team as well, with Virat Kohli and Rohit Sharma towards the twilight of their international careers? I don't know. Me personally, I would still have gotten with Shubman Gill because you need... I think it's always safe to have an Indian player as your captain because if an overseas player is your captain and he goes out of form, then you cannot drop him. But And if you drop him, then that just uh, derails all the balance in the team. So I think it's wise to go for an Indian player who, as your captain. I think they might have seen Shubman Gill having those leadership qualities and uh, he's had some brilliant seasons with the GT franchise there was always Rashid Khan was in there who could be captain there was always Kane Williamson in the squad as well who could be the captain as well but I think they made the right decision by keeping Gujarat tight uh, Shubman Gill as the captain of the Gujarat Titans but only time will tell whether he is up for the challenge or not so yeah that was a quick episode on my thoughts surrounding Hardik Pandya's move from the Gujarat Titans to the Mumbai Indians. Let me know your thoughts in the comment section or you can tweet it at me at Mr. Watsalvora or the Cricket Corner Podcast's own Twitter account. For the time being, however, this is me, Watsalvora, signing off. I'm sure you are all looking forward to the IPL auction in a couple of weeks' time. But for the time being, ciao for now. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.